We're exploring love in these chapters. So we spoke about the two major categories, avat olam, love that comes through meditation about the world, and avaraba, love that comes as a gift from God, just a craving for God himself. Then we spoke about at the beginning of the chapter that there's a hybrid of the two, and that is, it comes naturally, in other words, it comes from God, but it doesn't only come to exclusive people, it comes to each and every one of us, and that is the love for life itself. And when we realize that God is life, God is the ultimate life, then we'll crave it just like we crave life. Then he says there's another love, which is also within each and every one of us. It's a greater and more intense love than just loving God because he's your true life. And this love is also concealed in the soul of every Jew as an inheritance from our ancestors. And it's the kind of love similar to what it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, the kind of love that he had. It's like a son who strives for the sake of the father and mother, who he loves even more than his own body and soul and spirit, sacrificing his life for his father and mother in order to redeem them from captivity. And this manner of service is not limited to Moshe. It's within the province of every Jew. Why? Because don't we have all the same father? Have we not all one father? So just like Moshe possessed this love because God is his father, it's a different. The previous love was because God's my life. Over here, it's God's my father. So too, every Jew can possess the love because Hashem is equally the father of every one of us. And this level of love is more selfless than the described one that we said that it's life itself. Why? For love, which results from realizing God's once true life, will only be as intense as the person's desire to live. It will not demand total self-sacrifice, which is the opposite of life. You, you know, I won't give my life up. If I'm only loving God as much as I love my life, then when it comes a choice between the two, chances are I'll choose life. The love for a ch- of a child for the parent, however, is not limited for the love of life. His parents' lives take precedence over his own, and he's ready to give his very life in order to save theirs. And although one may ask, who is the man? And where is he who could dare presume in his heart to approach and attain even a thousandth part of the degree of love felt by Masha, the faithful shepherd? How can we say that every Jew can feel the same love that Masha? He says, nevertheless, a minute portion and particle of his great goodness and light is within the heart of every Jew, in every generation. An emanation of Moshe, says the Zohar, is present in every generation. And because this luminous particle is found in all Jews in all generations, it thus becomes possible for every Jew through Moshe's goodness and light to feel the love that he possesses as an inheritance from our ancestors in a manner similar to that of Moshe. Only the glow of Moshe's soul is present in all the souls of Israel in a manner of great obscurity and concealment. So to bring forth this hidden love from its latency, in other words, from its silence and concealment to a state of revelation, that is something that we have to work on. It's not beyond reach, nor is it far off, but rather as the verse that Tanya is based on, it's very close, in your mouth and in your heart, meaning it should be habitual within the tongue and voice to arouse the intention of the heart and mind. In other words, speak about it, because speech activates your heart. Meaning, immerse in thought 
your thought in the life of life, the blessed infinite life. For he's literally our true father and the source of our life. And to awaken our love for him like the love of a son to his father by speaking about it, by thinking about it. And when one accustoms himself to do this continually, habit becomes nature. Now you might ask, but maybe it's in my imagination. Who says it's real? We'll explore that in the next lesson.